Hello everyone and welcome back to the second episode of the All Four Wheels podcast. Sorry it's taken uh, a little while to get this out, but we've been very busy working on lots of other things. Anyway, I'm Joel. And I'm Charlie. And today we're going to elaborate a little bit further on a YouTube video that I put out just a few days ago now with my new and very accidental purchase. (laughs) It's a 2004 red Audi TT. Yeah. And have you seen the video? Yeah, yeah, I've seen the video. I watched it this morning, actually. What did you Obviously, think? You FaceTimed me at the time when you were. I did. Struggling, you know, panicking about the purchase, but um, yeah, I think it's quite a quite a rare kind of ridiculous find, to be honest. For four hundred quid, you'd expect it to not be drivable, you know, or to have some serious damage to it. But it looks at That's... the minute like it's. Uh, all in okay working order (laughs) to be honest you you hit it on on the head really because i was so terrified not only because i basically katie and i my wife and i had just that very week and that very day consolidated some of our debts which we've been paying off and i've been paying off for years and that very same day because lots of people were commenting on the video like um I think I said in the video, I'm absolutely terrified when I yeah. was doing the auction. And I was. And people were saying, well, why are you terrified? Because it's only what, 800 quid in the end. But you just cleared. But some, the, you know. the reason I was terrified <laughs> is because yeah. li- we'd literally <laughs> just cleared some stuff off that we'd been really working yeah, on yeah. for so long. And I was going to have to call Katie and say, hi, I've accidentally bought, you know, I've accidentally spent a grand on something that is ugly and doesn't even work. Yeah, and I was I was <laughs> terrified about having to having to do that. So for for the people on the on the video, um, that were wondering why I was sort of seemingly overreacting, I was actually genuinely concerned. Um, the good news is, in hindsight, because the car actually turned out to be a little bit of a gem so far. Touch wood. Yeah. Uh, I, I didn't need I didn't actually need to be terrified, <laughs> but it. <laughs> It was an accident. Yeah, like, um, well, you, I remember you, you told, called me literally like four hours afterwards saying, you know, you kind of, uh, I'd imagine everyone does on certain things, you know, you click on it, like add to basket, you know, thinking it's going to ask you to, you know, deposit money or, you know, sign in at least. And it just accepted the bid. And you're kind of thinking, well, hold on, I haven't put any money down, you know, I haven't put, how, you know, do how do they even think I'm going to pay for it or? Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. It's a bit like, if, imagine if you went onto Amazon and you were searching yeah. for, for something and then you just click on the page and it buys it. <laughs> it was a bit like that. Yeah. In fairness, I, it, I, yeah. it's not Copart's fault at all. Yeah. I was stupid. You did. I did have an account. I paid 100 quid for the right. year. You have to pay for yeah. an account. So I, I had paid for it. Yeah. Um, and so because I'd paid for Copart, you, the uh, truth the actually. Customer. Yeah, yeah I, I I did a Copart um, subscription thinking that I could go to a Copart and I right. look around the cars and that would make for some really interesting content. But only after buying the subscription, I realised it was all remote. Right. You can actually call up Copart and someone will FaceTime you and show you around okay. the car. But yeah, so really I was naive because not only did I naively buy the Copart account, I went onto the listing and clicked Max Bid, just assuming that it might say, are you sure or... <laughs> please add funds to your account. Yeah, exactly. Because of some I'll, sort of deposit or, you know. Yeah, like if you ever do an eBay auction, yeah. you know, and I've been stung by this, someone can bid a million pounds for your car, but basically I don't think they're legally obligated and eBay will do nothing if they decide not, not to, to pay. pay yeah. So I've had several auctions where they've ended. It's a price that I'm quite happy with, but then you try and contact the buyer 
and you hear nothing. Yeah. And that, do you remember that time that I sold my seven series and I came to Heathrow and you were there? Oh, yeah, the guy just never turned up. Yeah. So that's. I was there for work and I came and met you and you'd been sat there for about six hours already. Yeah. I literally, you guys, I think I told this story. I did tell this (laughs) story on my YouTube channel. This is going back about a year now, but. I'll go into it very quickly here if you guys haven't haven't heard about this. So I had that uh, BMW 7 Series, the V12 one, which everyone loved, including myself. It's one of those cars that got away, actually. I, I shouldn't have sold it. But at the time, it made sense that to was That was the car that I remember we drove when we were, well, we used to work, me and Joel. We went out in it and it, people would turn around thinking it's like an Aventador. Yeah. Because it, it was obviously straight pipe that just sounded mental with a V12. And then people would turn around and be like, hey. They'd was, be confused as to what it is. That car was the funniest thing because it it you if you drive around in a Lamborghini or an Audi R8 or something, people look and then give you that sort of wow face. Yeah. But when we had the when I had the seven series shocked face, people would look, give you the wow face because they're expecting to see a, a Murcielago yeah. or something, and then it would turn into this shocked face of disgust and disappointment <laughs> that it was actually just a, a big blue bmw barge Boat, yeah but anyway the story goes that i was selling that car for whatever reasons on ebay i thought that'd be a nice way to do it because i could promote it to my viewers and everyone might be able to have a little bid it might drum up the price a bit and that's all great you know everyone's happy and yeah anyway it did go for a okay price and the chap on ebay that had supposedly bought it uh, said he was in scotland but he was super excited he, he'd bought the car um, I think it was Scotland or it might be it Manchester. Was. It was Scotland. He was really excited to have bought the car. We exchanged many sort of messages about how he really enjoyed the channel. We were quite specific, so it wasn't just like a scam. He definitely knew who I was. And, you know, he said, okay, I'll book the flight tonight. Shared me the flight number. And the trouble is as well, like, he then said something like he didn't get on that flight, but there's about 17 flights from Edinburgh in a day that come to Heathrow. Right. So you were thinking, is he on... You know, because he's not texting or replying, is he on the next one? And then it was just like, how long do you give it? You know, mm. I think the first suspicion I had is when he said, I'm on the something like, say, 1435. Yeah. And then at Heathrow, the arrivals board didn't correlate. Like there wasn't a 1435. <laughs> but I gave him the benefit of the doubt, thinking, oh, maybe he'd put in the time for the Glasgow yeah. flight or something. But anyway, long story short, I spent probably, I'd got the car all cleaned. I'd got it. I'd got the private registration off, got it all ready for sale for this for this guy to come pick up on this agreed day. I'd gone to Heathrow, I'd paid for parking, and he never showed up. You know, after many, many messages, calling the number that he had there, I absolutely never heard anything from him. Yeah. Um, and I did make a video on that, which was, uh, you know, did quite nicely on views so and I, probably paid for my day, really. But I guess, I guess that, you know, this auction place that you've just bought this car from, they just take a no no messing around approach you know you've bid on it unfortunately you know that's now your responsibility to pay exactly your bids are literally they're legally binding so i obviously as soon as i'd made this bid before i even started filming uh, those shots for that video i was researching copart looking at their t's and c's and it's very clear throughout that as soon as you press the bid button it doesn't matter what amount it is whether you own you know whether you have that much money or not that's your responsibility if you win the car so I was holding on to a string of hope that because it was, excuse me, because it was only 475 quid that someone else would bid on it. But obviously or we all know what happened. wouldn't accept your offer. But 
Right, so he was just happy to get rid of it, or they were. No one, no one bid on it, so I won it, and I thought, oh god. But then I had like another slither of hope where it said that his reserve was actually nine hundred, and I thought, oh great, there's no way he's going to come down to four seven five. But he did. He came down to six hundred, which I rejected, and then he just accepted the four seven five. But can I just say, in hindsight, I'm not sad about it. No. I really yeah. love that car, and I cannot believe I've never experienced one before. No. You, you, I wish we'd had the chance to do it before yeah. um, we filmed this podcast, but I'm gonna, you, you need to have a drive in it. Yeah, exactly. It's great. really We were talking in our last episode, obviously, about you know three, four grand. What do you guys think we should buy for a ring car? Maybe, just maybe, we might have stumbled across something by accident, you know. Yeah, in in fairness, I ended up with an Audi TT because it was in my saved exactly, um, yeah. cars on Copart. It's a different engine, wasn't it, that you were looking for? And yes, what I would have liked is the one point eight two two five or the BAM engine, yeah. which is basically, I think, my car but with a bigger turbo and an extra intercooler. I think that's yeah. the main difference: better brakes and the twin exhaust. And it is a better car, and it's Quattro as well. My car is for front wheel drive. Right. Okay. Which is interesting. Yeah. And it took me a few days to work that out. I had to actually, it was really hard to work out. And it was also hard to work out whether it was the 150 or the 180 horsepower Because you got no information with it. Well, no, I have actually got all right. the information with it. But it just says 1.8 everywhere. Oh. And I could work out it was two wheel drive from driving it. Yeah. You know, you, yeah, you, yeah. you dump the clutch and the front wheel spin and you realise. Um, but I only, only just found out it's the 180 from looking at the right. original sticker on the car and... Um, dissecting or what's the word sort of um decoding the 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 letters and numbers on there so what we've got i say we because yeah you're right we were talking about getting some sort of track car half jokely half seriously because we knew we didn't have any money for it and so tt's were sort of my suggestion because for next to no money you can get good ones and they're fast and they're manual and I think and a great car. Exactly. But, you know, and then it looks forward into terms of now with this, you know, if we take it and, it, you know, we know that we need a few bits doing, maybe, you know, that can be our project. We, you know, swapping parts over and actually putting newer parts in that actually might bring it up a bit. To I did have a message from someone on Instagram this right. morning. They're a performance brake company and they okay. said, hi, can we send you some there free brakes yeah. for your Audi TT? Yeah. So it's already started. <laughs> so maybe... Maybe we should... So so what I'm going to do... So, yeah, so now that we do have this TT, it does run and drive. I'm actually quite fond of the little thing. Um, despite it not being this 225 BAM one, right, which is the one that yeah, yeah. I wanted. Okay, it's down 45 horsepower. However, because it's not four-wheel drive, it's light. Right. I think I read that the dry weight or the... Whatever the lowest weight for the empty weight... Dry, dry weight. Yeah, no yeah, fluids yeah. in it. 1280 kilos right. which is actually really yeah. light by today's standards yeah, yeah. but the 225 BAM was something like 1450 okay. so, so although it's 45 horsepower down it's what 150 kilos lighter yeah. and it genuinely I'm not joking mate it says on paper I think 7.8 to 60 feels it feels little, like yeah. a 5 okay. second car it's hilarious <laughs> it's so fun to drive you're, you're going to love yeah, it we would, you know you would just take things out if, if you got to that point wouldn't you there's bits in it that you could fiddle around with. Depends what you want to use it for. We'll have to figure out and see. But so I've booked it. I know you're going to fall in love with it and not want to ever do anything to it. No, no, no. All I want to do yeah. is spank that around the Nurburgring. <laughs> I've um, booked it. Well, I've put a request in for a service next week. So we'll get a better so, picture of. 
And my plan is to take it to actual Audi, yeah. like an actual Audi dealer, because I think that would be quite interesting yeah. to see what they say. Yeah. So I've asked for a free health check and a full service. It's had things like the Cambo's done okay. twice already. So it's at, and, and the crazy thing is it's got a mental history. It's probably, I didn't count, I roughly counted about £15,000 worth of work it's had All on right. its life. Same. So, and just like non-essential yeah, yeah, yeah. work. You know, it's really been looked after. The 600 quid was done on paint. Not not no. a few years ago. Normally, obviously, would just, you would just leave it and not bother. It's been owned by a woman from New yeah. and then a doctor for about ten or oh, eleven years, okay. and then me. Yeah. Or well, it, there's another yeah, yeah. owner somewhere Temporary. between yeah. 2022 and now. So not very long. But basically, two owners and me. Um, so yeah, I'll get it serviced. Hopefully, it's all straight, and then I think I'd probably have enough confidence in it for us to drive to Germany in it. Yeah. And then we can go to the Nürburgring. We can do some autobahn stuff. See how it you can. Out. I mean, this would be the. It's the <laughs> honestly the perfect car for you to do your first Nürburgring yeah. lap in because it's not too. It's not slow. Like it's not too yeah, slow. Yeah, yeah. It's got. I, I was dri- I literally have been driving it around thinking, oh, would this go up the hill at that corner? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, it would. It yeah. would. It feels like my Z4 in terms right. of power. It's not. Yeah, it's a, yeah. it's a bit slower. But anyway. It's not too slow. It's uh, very easy to drive. It's kind of leery because it's this front wheel drive and it's almost a bit too much power for just front wheel drive. So round corners, it sort of bounces yeah, yeah, yeah. on the exit <laughs> if you're flooring it. It's kind of fun. <laughs> I think it's. I think actually it, this could work out. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we, we take it to the Nürburgring if we can and then maybe we do like some laps and uh, then maybe take the rear seats out. I don't know. There's all yeah, sorts we of can, stuff. We, we can do stuff our way there, you know, go actually, you know what? We want to we want to make this a bit faster, or yeah, play it by ear. The only thing I will say about it, yeah, from a sort of driving perspective, and I'm going to make uh, next week at some point. I'm going to film like a, a first drive review for my for my main YouTube channel. Um, so look out for that. But the the thing, the line I kept thinking is one gear away from being perfect because it's a five speed. Okay. So at seventy miles an hour, it's at about three thousand yeah. RPM. You just wanting to drop it down to sixth and just relax, but if it's I kind keep, of... I keep reaching the gears to <laughs> going for sixth, but it's not there. Because no. yeah, I was driving down the motorway yesterday in it at about seventy five eighty indicated, it. and it's just like, mm, yeah. and the exhaust might be slightly blown on it yeah. as well. So it's just that's the only thing. But come on, I mean, 475 <laughs> quid this car was. Yes, I had to pay the fees and stuff, but that's what the car cost. It is, I can't complain. Well, the, the, the bid before on your YouTube video was like a little Yaris thing, wasn't it? Had a lots of, yeah, I, oh. I quickly read in the screen. No, but it was, that went for three grand, you know? Yeah. And you're thinking, it had, had loads of blemishes, it said in the description. And Well, do you know what's funny is I was, I was here yesterday because I was filming a video um, cleaning the car, which I think will be out on the channel tomorrow but we'll we'll have to see it it's going to be out soon so I was cleaning the car and a chap came over from across the road to come and see what was going on but also just to compliment the car saying that's a really nice motor he literally said that's a really (laughs) nice motor I said oh yeah yeah no it's just one that I've I've bought to sort of spruce up and move on Um, he said oh right what what, what are these going for I said I paid 475 quid for it and he took him about 30 seconds to pick his jaw up from the floor (laughs) I mean, he was he was an older chap. I don't think he was particularly into cars. I mean, he showed me his car. It was a Dacia Sandero. So <laughs> take with that what you will. But yeah, I'm happy with it. Mate. Yeah, I'm exactly. actually really happy with it. No, and yes, I have cleaned it now and it looks a million dollars. I bet you couldn't wait to just get your hands on cleaning that because it looked a bit... 
it was so it was so good and i actually got a new um pressure washer well okay. i got a new uh, so snow foam lance and, and it's proper really snow foam give it a give it a shampoo mm. but i parked it up last night at home between the beige jaguar and our silver yeah. nissan pixo and it was just there and you could just see the, <laughs> the roof line across the top of the cars and go. i was like that's a ferrari <laughs> yeah Red Ferrari. I've got a Ferrari for four hundred seventy-five. This is what I love about Joel is that he just these little gems that he finds that he just suddenly falls in love with. That most people would just be like, I wouldn't even bat an eyelid, and then he just you know falls in love. Like the Jag you were saying the other day, I you know I slate it, and then you were like, even you admitted when you first bought it at the front of it, you thought, why would anyone want that? And now you've thought, you know what, that's a really nice looking car. I think it's maybe like... I, I convinced myself easily of things, <laughs> don't I? I mean, I, I honestly, I. I truly was terrified and um, praying that I wouldn't win this car now to being, yeah. I'm so happy I bought that. Yeah. And, you know, it could blow up tomorrow, but then I've got to remind myself that if it does, okay, I've lost 800 quid. It's nothing, no biggie. It's no biggie, yeah. I'm sure you can sell, sell some parts or something. Yeah. But um, what something else you wanted to talk about this week, actually, was I when you phoned me, you just actually won the bid that or the car had just arrived that the um formula one was cancelled i weekend. saw that yeah <laughs> yeah it was you that told me wasn't it yeah but I, uh i i mean i heard saw stuff on the internet a few days before about how it could potentially be cancelled because of this this and that mm. i thought it's quite crazy they left it to the wednesday when it's obviously well hospitality and everything kicks off thursday friday really so my initial friday. reaction to you telling me that was I th- well, I thought yeah. firstly you were joking, and then I thought, well, sorry, you especially because it's this late in the day, yeah. you can't you can't <laughs> just cancel a an F one event. You know all these, all not, you know the teams and everything. They've all they've all planned for it, but all of the punters that have flown out there, booked flights, hotels at get, an extortionate price, they've made the effort to go there. All of this stuff, but then I looked into it and realised yeah. it was because of Safety, a natural disaster. Exactly, yeah, exactly. And you know there is people I think they've lost their lives, etc. So we can't, you know dwell on think about dwelling on the racing when actually there's things going on there that's quite serious but i just think obviously they 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 might have seen that coming a few days before it's quite late isn't it to just cancel something i think well i don't blame them because i think obviously they had this weather and then it might have only been in on wednesday where it got to the point where they had to cancel the event so my my point was that i initially i was furious and thought this is ridiculous (laughs) just classic fia you know put out a black flag when there's a bit of rain (laughs) and now they're cancelling a whole event because of a bit of rain but then I did look into it yeah, and I realised, yeah, yeah. oh, okay, Sounds this is quite it. serious. Yeah. And of course they had to cancel yeah. it. And that is absolutely yeah. fine. It's disappointing from a, from a fan's well, we, perspective. We, uh, but... we, we love that uh, Imola as a track, don't we? We're not, we're not too fond of all these new kind of street Miamis and all that. You know, we're not really too interested in that. We love the old historic well, circuits. This circuit was designed to be what it is, perfect, you know. It's a racist a, circuit, whereas Miami, I, you know, I'm not dwelling in saying it's a bad circuit or whatever, but, you know, that's more, I do feel like the whole Miami F1 is more of a hospitality invitation kind of event, you know, it's, they've kind of just made a track together and whatever. Lot, there are lots of echoes around saying that, obviously, I mean, what's been happening with F1 since Drive to Survive is it's been gaining popularity, and obviously the FIA and Formula One as a whole want to capitalise on that. And I think the introduction of these American Grand Prix, of, of, of course, it's... it's to, well, we've got Vegas coming up, haven't we? Exactly. So it, it, it is to generate revenue. But I think it is actually catering for an audience that is now in the States that wasn't perhaps there yeah. before Netflix 
and drive to survive. Yeah. But on Imola, yes, it is a massive shame because I think that's a, it's obviously a beautiful circuit and it's also quite interesting how it's nestled sort of within a, within a village. Um, but it's an infamous circuit as well, obviously where Senna lost his life. Yeah. Uh, it's been changed since then. But when uh, Charlie is not flying around the world and I'm not filming YouTube videos, we're quite often playing the Formula 1 game <laughs> yeah. on our Xboxes. And we, and do... we all fall on Imola in Austria, pretty yeah. much. Imola in Austria. What is it? I do like Monaco, but it's because it's... it's I, all, what I can do on Monaco, because it's such a narrow track is I can just brake test all of the yes. AI cars. Yeah, and then they just sit back, then they just sit behind you and nothing <laughs> happens. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's a shame. But, it is a shame. But I think, you know, and I was I've, I've wanted to talk about this with you for ages that there is this gives a great opportunity for anyone that's missing out on, you know, Formula 1 or whatever that was so excited for it. Not not saying I was too excited for it. I'm not really too bothered, but um there is it always interests me that actually there's a whole another underworld out there of other forms of racing within motorsport that people don't you know that's people's careers and livelihoods every weekend you know things like dtm um what was i saying to you earlier that i flicked on telly the other day on and it was on sky sports f1 and it was on the ferrari challenge in i think it was in italy or somewhere spa maybe but you know there's so much other racing going on that people forget about and people that have just new to f1 don't realize that there is so you know this these teams we're well, going to the Nurburgring 24 hours this weekend aren't you well, i was gonna say this is quite apt yeah. and from a selfish perspective i'm kind of glad that imola is not happening because i wouldn't have been able to watch it anyway because i am going <laughs> yeah. with Exciting. audi uk to germany tomorrow actually as we're filming this for the 24 yeah. hours of well Nurburgring. i didn't even know it existed i knew there was 24 hour races on i think i'd heard of it but I said to you, it's not on the Nordschleife, you know, it's too dangerous. And then we looked it up and, yeah, it's a 24-hour Nordschleife it's race. It's the full circuit, yeah. so it's Nordschleife and, and G- the, GP. Yeah. But um, I watched, then literally I said to you the other day, I watched, I just thought, you know, I'm very envious actually they're going because um, I've got not much planned this weekend. And I thought, um, I just have a look on YouTube of what it's, what it's all about and what it's like. And it was quite incredible. You know, there's like seven different categories. Obviously, they all race at the same time. Um and they all they, there's different starts, but they all start within like two minutes of each other. So they're all on track at the same time. So you've got you know these GT3 cars that are you know doing 200, and then there was a in the final category there was a 1980s Dat, um, Lancia or something, you know, just <laughs> cruising. And then they're, they're coming around the Nordschleife, you know, doing 210 while this thing's you know sitting there at 60. I just thought for 24 hours, you know, you've got to be on it the wow. whole time quite dangerous I, I say, i'm gutted you're not coming because you, you sound yeah. like you know more more about this no it's thing. only because i watched on youtube because I, I found it quite interesting i wonder that. what would happen if i just brought you along tomorrow i don't think <laughs> i mean what well, i mean audi have put me a hotel room you'd <laughs> yeah, have but... to make an extra portion yeah. of food for you yeah hmm. <laughs> we'll next see. time maybe but yeah. well no I, i'd almost like you to go actually and tell me oh it was all right or whatever you know and then maybe we can go again to that or le mans 24 that's a big one that my uncle and my well, dad's friends go to le mans I'll go to that and then I'll come back and when we chat next on this podcast, yeah. we can talk about it. But I think you, you make a good point about uh, alternative forms of racing and it is very appropriate that the F1 is not happening this weekend because now, you know, spectators can be thinking, well, what, what, what can, can I, I watch instead? Yeah. And I I know for one that there's so many major sports out there which I would find entertaining to watch, but I don't even know about. No, but there was one the other last weekend um, that I was looking on, saw on 
uh, Brands Hatch, which obviously isn't too far from here. And I used to go there with my dad for the motorbike racing and stuff. I can't remember. What, I think it was the Challenge GT or something. And one of the teams has got um, Valentino Rossi driving for wow. them. Wow. So he came second, or what his team did. You know, there's multiple drivers. They came second. So that brought in a massive... Four-wheel racing, yeah. Valentino Rossi. Yeah. Wow. He was in like a Mercedes GT3. Oh, that's and awesome. And that brought, obviously, a lot of the fans were all there for him. You know, that brings in other people. Yeah. So, yeah, there's... It's not really like a... You probably pay You probably pay 20 quid, I should imagine, to get into that. And you've got 10-time well, GP world champion racing a car. That's the other <laughs> thing. If, if we can find out those sort of motorsports that are they're wonderful to watch, but they're still quite niche, then, you know, yeah. it's going to save us so much money. Because if I wanted to go... We did go to Silverstone a couple of years ago, the... the, the the great year where Verstappen and, and Hamilton came together at, was it Cops yeah, Corner? No, Cops or what's it called? <laughs> it was just up from us, wasn't it? The fast one. Yeah. And, you know, I think we, you know, did general admission, which is the most basic level. and It was probably the best part of 200 quid, especially well, when we, you factor in the parking. We got quite lucky with a deal from one of your friends, actually. We got three days for 200 quid. Did we? Yeah, we went Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And if you looked, if you look now, my brother was saying, if you look at like the Sunday for just the f1 that's like 150 on its own it's crazy and it's I'm actually thinking, crazy I'm, I'm not for for what i experienced with so many people it's great you know that's really great but is it really worth because you know you just i don't know the racing it's quite tactical now formula one it's not really like wheel on wheel action you know and when you're actually in the audience or sorry if you're if you're at the track yeah it's great the the atmosphere is 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 cool mm. But you can't like. I remember that whole race not knowing what on earth, who was leading because you just see cars yeah, yeah. coming past every now and then. There was we couldn't see a screen from where we were. Yeah, and I remember. And you know, God forbid you try and use the internet when there's a hundred thousand yeah. people. You know, it doesn't work. Whereas I guess with so, other types of racing like DCM and stuff, it that is more bumper to bumper um, stuff. So yeah, you might not know what order they're in, but you, as long as you know who's in the lead and what car they're in, you can probably say that's them. And then all the other cars behind them are kind of there. Whereas with Formula One, you saw a Red Bull and then a Red Bull like a minute later and you're kind of like, mm. well, who's who? I have to say, if you, having said that, if you've never been to an Definitely, F1 yeah, race, I still cannot believe it to this day because that was the first time I'd ever been. The speed at which, like I know it sounds ridiculous and yes, of course, F1 the TV cars are fast. slows it down, doesn't it? But seriously, if you're standing there and you're, you've got an F1 car coming towards it and you watch it, it's the change of direction. When they change direction at 160, 170 plus miles an hour, I've never seen anything like it and I never will. And if you haven't seen that in person, you must. But also I think with that, I think I said to you at the time, didn't I, when we were there, I said, I was just amazed. I said, watch, it was practice or something on the Friday, the qualifying, (laughs) that on the TV, you know, you see the lap times, you see Verstappen's three seconds quicker than Nico Hülkenberg in the Haas, for example. But you actually see in person, you can see the speed and the, the you can see them going around the corner and say, well, you can just see how much faster the Red Bull is, you know, mm, whereas yeah. on the TV, you're, you don't, you can't see it. You can see the time, but you don't really see the speed difference until you're there and you're like, wow, that has just takes that corner so much slower than the Red Bull does. And Yeah, for example, at the time, maybe a, 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 a Red Bull might have been a second a lap quicker than the Mercedes. Yeah. But what Charlie's saying is that you could tell, you could yeah. actually see. Yes. So, yeah. There's, there's definitely it's got merit from from a spectator yeah. standpoint. However, you know, we I, I think we're better off saving our two hundred quid this year, 
going to the Isle of Man TT. Yeah. That's something I've always <laughs> or wanted to Or a rally. I really want to go to a yeah, rally. Yeah, I want to I wanted to be one of those people. There was that, one in Wales that I kept looking up, and then I thought I'd love to go to like Norway or somewhere, or like, you know, where there's no... Because you're in a rally, I don't think there's much... Um, contri- they don't really care about where you stand. I think you can kind of just go wherever you want. I think it depends where you go. I'm sure it's <laughs> becoming ever more safe now, yeah, isn't but it? I but I think a lot of these forest stages, if you just go in the forest and... There's rallies in like Bulgaria yeah. and stuff where there is basically no <laughs> health and safety. I would absolutely yeah. love to be like on TikTok. I keep seeing these videos of spectators that are sort of like reaching out like this and touching a a Citroen C4 rally car as it goes 120 miles an hour in the air, past <laughs> sideways, <them>. sideways. <laughs> I think, yeah, mate. Let's let's actually try yeah. and get so some that's dates our list as well. We've got the Nurburgring, which we might we might be able to tick off soon. We've got the TT, which we need to. I think you need to book that a year in advance. I think it's so getting there and things becomes difficult. But we'll see about that one. And definitely a rally. I think a rally you could almost book last minute. I'm sure. I don't think there's probably there's probably no cap on the amount of spectators you can have at a rally. We're just gonna do it, mate. Yeah, we're just gonna do it. And and actually, so on our Nurburgring adventure, the Audi TT again back to the Audi TT. That's got a MOT on it. I think until the 25th of June. And you and I are going to a concert uh, yeah, in Hamburg <laughs> on the 12th of yeah. June, I think it is. And we were going to fly out there, but why don't, why don't we drive to Hamburg, have our concert, and then on the way home, because Hamburg's, I think, four or five yeah. hours north of, of where the Nürburgring is, on our way home, drop into the Green Hell for a few, a few laps. laps. Yeah, I'd be I mean, that. I think if, if I can get the thing serviced, if Audi give and it a green light... Of- get or make it then yeah let's do it won't work out much more well it will actually be a lot more than flying but you know (laughs) let's let's maybe let's let's maybe do i just i really i think i don't know i'm sure you guys would love to see it but charlie's (laughs) never driven around the nurburgring before i would i mean i'm not going to be in the car but i would love to see (laughs) no i I was thinking about this the other day actually i was thinking i would be so i'm not a good passenger as it is yeah and you actually have been such an incredible sport especially when we were doing the the R8 yeah. stuff in Germany, um, the top speed runs, you just sat in the passenger seat. I would never do that. Um, but I was thinking, yeah, if we go to the Noah Ring, maybe like I do a lap with you next to me and talk you through it. Yeah. And then we just swap. Yeah. That's how I think that's how or, we're going to have to play it. Yeah. It'll be more things like the the etiquette on there. I think you're just going to need to guide me I was going to say, it'd be good to do I a passenger lap yeah, first so yes, that you get an idea yeah. of like, although having said that, I never did a passenger lap. No, I straight, know, I've never done a passenger lap. I think you'd be fine in the car, you know, with me. I'm not I'm not going to throw it in at 100, hoping it sticks. No. I th- I'll have a few sighters, I should imagine. And I guess if you do and some of the driving... car, so... If you do some of the driving to Germany, then you'll yeah, yeah, be used know how to the it. car feels. And... It's an easy car to drive. The only thing you can't really heal and tow it because the pedals are so far apart. But you're not good <laughs> we'll enough for that anyway. We'll overcome that when we get to that. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So well, let's see. Okay. Watch this space, everyone, and um, do please comment below on this video if you're watching it on YouTube. And also, you can send me a message on Instagram if you're listening to this on Spotify or Apple Podcasts with well whether you think we should take the tt to germany or if it's just an all-round bad idea <laughs> it's gonna end in tears whilst we're talking about cars as this is a car podcast it is called all for wheels after all there was one thing that came up maybe a week ago in the news that i wanted to just touch on and i realized we're, we're grazing over a lot of different um topics today but we haven't chatted for a while the obviously we all know that EV is the future, or at least that's what the people in suits tell us. 
and there's this is it 2030 or 2030 2030 right but apparently it's just impossible to hit it you know well i think so and it's seen everywhere i look now it seems to sort of unofficially just be shifting to 2035 <laughs> now right it's almost like they've realized they've they've messed up yeah 2030 is never going to happen and they're they sort of just started to say 2035 <laughs> hoping no one will notice but anyway something came in the news uh the other day with ferrari basically saying and they didn't say it like this but they were basically saying nah when we're, we're not going to hit that 2030 target ice ice internal combustion yeah. engine cars we're not going to be done with them I until see, at I, least I 2035 saw, i didn't read the article as such i think i saw something somewhere on maybe i was just on the news or whatever but um yeah i saw that as well and i thought i found it quite interesting because i don't think they were kind of saying we're not going to hit the target i think they just basically said we're not willing to do it <laughs> we don't want to they, they are they are releasing their first electric car or something in the next few years but they basically said we're not going to just stop making all the other cars you know our main market unfortunately is drawn in for people that want the combustion engine at the minute and our business will detrimentally suffer from that if we just go fully electric at the minute so it's not we're not going to make that decision it says it says here on the um, website it says that uh, ferrari is moving ahead with plans to launch its first electric car in 2025 and according to its ceo um they're on target to be carbon neutral right. by 2030 and meet, meet okay. their goal. However, they added that with the development of e-fuels moving faster than anticipated, uh, it means ICE or internal combustion engine still has a lot to do. So their implication being that, well, hang on, we're, you know, we're not ready to get rid of the yeah. internal combustion engine yet. Well, they're, they're saying they're, there's fuels that are being worked on that actually could end up being more efficient than, I think, way more and, efficient than they and, are now. People, it's all people talk about now is about how you know obviously we're never going to hit the target and but i think that is true and you were telling me off camera earlier about the whole the battery supply oh uh, yeah i didn't which quite, is, i don't quite understand it all but i think there's something about how all these other manufacturers ford think maybe toyota or someone like that basically no it's a renault or something i can't remember who build stuff here in the uk said they'll never be able to hit for their UK markets, they'll never be able to hit 2030 because there's just not enough. They can't keep up with the supply for yeah. the lithium batteries or the batteries that you need to basically run the um, electric cars. So they're saying, that, well, that's a major problem. If we can't get enough batteries, then how on earth can you expect us to, you know, hit that target? But Are you essentially saying, so say it's Renault, they're saying, yeah. right, we sell 10,000 cars yes. a year. We cannot get 10,000 However, batteries. However, if we had to switch to battery, we'd have to, we yeah. could only make three thousand yeah, cars, exactly. so we just haven't got enough. Yeah. Right, it's interesting, isn't it? I think that I think I think it's an interesting thing to follow. Yeah, as a, as did a, I as say a... to you a few weeks ago <laughs> that apparently there was someone somewhere saying that there's a theory that car parks as well aren't the laughter will be rebuilt because they can't cope. They won't be able to cope with the amount of weight because yes. electric cars weigh a lot. Well, on average, they're about twenty five percent heavier than yes. their. Engine. So they're saying if everyone in the car park had an electric car, these car parks were built in the 80s, 90s, you know. <laughs> the, the, Do you think that's heavy. true? Sure. Well, I think if you had a top floor in a car park, there's suddenly now 25% each car heavier. That's like 700, 900, 10,000% heavier. I don't know how much the percentages would be with the infrastructure be able to go. They always build so much redundancy and tolerance well, into know, these things. Even even if a car park... I found it quite in... funny that someone's actually... That's like the smallest thing that anyone would think about this whole problem. And, you know, that is also a problem. You know, is there going to be manholes appearing on the road because the cars... <laughs> there's, there's too much. If, if they built a car park in 1950 and the average car weighed a tonne, 
surely i mean but now the average car is probably closer to two yeah. so it is double yeah. it is funny isn't it <laughs> uh, i was going to make another point as well but I've, I've forgotten it's not that to be fair like there are electric cars that i've seen like the porsche taycan or whatever and i think that's a great car you know i'm not knocking it my mum's got an electric car like i've said before you know they are nippy little things even if she's got an id3 it's nothing you know it's not it's not a ferrari but it's still very nippy you know i'm not knocking them at all but i just think obviously they're pushing this thing so much down to us that actually there's so many other things that they've got that play a part in it that it's just not really I do, viable. That, that thought of just car parks around the country collapsing <laughs> the day it turns 2030 just makes me laugh so much. The new COVID. That is funny, car isn't park it? Collapse. Oh my goodness. That but is anyway. funny. Well, I think that's all. There, what, there was another hilarious point I'm sure that I was trying to make there, but I've completely, my mind's gone completely blank. Combustion engines. No. Anyway. No, I, I've <laughs> lost it. Uh, if if you're an audio listener, then uh, you would have missed there my face of utter confusion for the past five seconds. Anyway, um, I think is, you got anything else to add at all? No, I think we've covered a decent amount of topics today, actually. Um, but as always, uh, either comment if you're uh, on YouTube or send us a message on Instagram with any suggestions of topics you'd like us to to cover going forwards. And, uh, well, I've got an Audi RS Q8 parked out there, which I've just been uh, delivered this morning, which is what I'm driving to Germany this weekend. So I suggest we go and have a little play in that now and maybe grab something to eat. So, uh, yeah, on that then, guys, thank you so much for watching and or listening. Um, If you are on YouTube, we would really appreciate it if you would subscribe because I think we're we're about halfway to a thousand subscribers now. And once we hit a thousand, then we can monetize the videos which means that, well, we're more likely to make more podcasts if it's sort of paying for our fuel and our time uh, to be here. So we'd just really appreciate the support. If you could subscribe, that would be in Cryob. And uh, on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, I believe you can follow us. But also, really importantly, if you get a second to just leave a rating, that helps the podcast rank as well. So if you could leave a five-star rating, we would both very much appreciate it. Thanks, Charlie, again for coming down. Hope you guys have enjoyed this. Thank you so much for listening and watching, and we'll see you in the next one. Bye.